Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's another show. It's another week. We are back. And yes, we are still in the studio. Brian's here. I'm here, of course, as always. How you doing, Brian? How are things? It's so, it feels weird now. You, I know. You brought it up last week, how it was weird, and I was totally fine, and now I feel weird this right? week. It does feel a little strange, doesn't it? It does feel strange. And it's also like now we have these microphones in the middle, so now I have to like, feel like I have to like look around it to see you. Oh. See, I, I have like I mine. Like mine's perfectly... Right I feel like here. I have to find a spot. You have to find a sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's better. Um, but I think last week came out very well. Yes. And it was nice. Yes. Uh, we apologize for the, the longness of it not being posted. That's what she said. Uh, there was uh, some hiccups that we're still working out uh, with the size of the files of what People happens don't. when it records. Nobody cares. So it takes a little longer. And just dealing with hiccups, but hopefully this week it'll be up quicker than it was last week. Yeah, it all so. worked out. Yeah, it all worked yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I think people on Facebook, our friends who saw, liked it because we're in the studio. Yeah, and it looks very professional. Yes, and it looks very clear. I've heard it's very HD, which is not probably the way you want to see any of our either of our faces. But yeah, we have faces for radio. Yeah, for sure. Yes, yes. My but anyways, is coming back. Yes, um, I can tell it. So, yeah, it's coming back. Baby. It's coming in nice. It's coming in nice. Yeah. So, Mark, I know we got a lot to talk about. Two trailers dropped. We're yes. going to talk about um, one this morning, right? Like literally minutes ago. Yeah. So we're going to talk about one that dropped today. Yes. Um, and then Mando episode five, the last thing we talk about. But but we did have D and D over the weekend. We did. We did. Now, that was a fun game for some, and I was very proud of myself. I did not start falling asleep at 10 o'clock. No, you didn't. I almost walked out. <laughs> but but what I but I wanted... I'll admit it. I had to talk myself off the ledge. I, I, I could tell. That's all part of playing the game. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not I, really. I, looking but. back now, I do agree. We. I don't know why that person did what they did. You're going to have to listen to find out. Well, you want I could to... explain it. I could give you one word on why that person did what they did. It's called whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple of the fellows were drinking a lot of whiskey. Yeah. And al- other alcoholic beverages. Yeah. I don't know how you can play in D&D and drink. Um, I I'll can't... throw out you can't. If you listen to the show, you'll see you can't. <laughs> I... I... Very well. Everybody looked like they were half in the bag yeah. by the end of the, they yeah. all Half like, the group is like, sloshed. The other half is not yeah. at all. No. And the DM isn't either. So no. it's it's it, it makes for an interesting gameplay. Yeah. Makes but for something. That's not stuff to talk about on this podcast. No. Um, but anyways. But it was a good time. It was a blast. And I'm learning more of my character. I am too. And, well, I'm trying to. And. But. Like, um, as stated, John, whiskey. Uh, yeah, but it, it was nice that John said, Brian, I'm proud of you because you were doing outside. I was doing stuff outside my comfort zone. Yeah. I think with characters, I doubt myself or I question how to do things and I find it to be intimidating sometimes. Yeah. But I'm trying to do my best to, before each game, write down things. I should do this session, yeah. and then I should do them. Well, of the group, we are so, we are the two the newbies, newest players. Yes. So as for me, like I barely played when I was younger, and I don't remember any of it. 
We didn't. The only time we played was with. Here. No, I'm saying when I was like in high school, I played with this couple guys a couple times, but didn't like get into a campaign or anything. It was all like one-off stuff. So never really like got into it and know how it all works still. So I'm still trying to like get myself into knowing more about it. Yeah. Well, Bobby knows like everything. Well, Bobby, Alex, yeah. Mike, they're really Hutzel, good. They're yeah. all like the experts. Yeah. Rocky yeah, yeah. played a lot when he was younger. Um, but I don't have any clue what's going on. It's going to be no. Rocky's never played before. Oh, Rocky well, that said explains this is his a lot first too. time playing. Um, so it is. Um, th- th- I really want to hear all the sneezes. Jeremy has Ugh. hay fever, which is weird because I mean the pollen's not really out. Right it is. Now. It was really bad this past weekend. Because that the front that was coming through usually you see it in the air. But it and depends it's on upon your the car. person. Too. I it's guess different so. people have different times of the but year when it goes crap. out. It was, but he like, was going off like a like a like a tornado alarm. And we're, the episode of, I hope is going to be called. I'm hoping it'll sneezes be, Christ. Yes, <laughs> and I hope Bobby listens to me during the show that I mentioned during the session. I said, if there is not a top ten list of sneezes at the end of this somewhere. There has to be. There's no reason for doing this. And Bob cause... could even put out a single podcast that's 10 minutes long that's just all the sneezes. I don't know if you'd want to. Who'd want to listen to that? A sneeze supercut. I want to hear a sneeze supercut. The super... sneezing? If Bobby shares a file with me. The sneezing. Yes. That's what I you call it. I am happy to take all the sneezes and make a sneezing supercut. The Kazaska cut? Yeah. That's the sneezing? No, it's the hustle cut. It's like the Snyder cut. This, well, no, because you're the director, so you'd be the... Oh, it'd be the Kazaska. Yeah, the Kazaska cut. The sneezing. The sneezing. And it's just Jeremy it's sneezing. Just sneezing for 10 minutes. Oh, long. my God. You'd be the only person that would listen to it. I really want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> it's scary that you want to hear this. I do, I do. I was there, and I don't want to hear it ever again. Um, Like, now when I sneeze, I get annoyed. So I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, oh, that's just me sneezing. It's not Hutzel sneezing again. I, I sneezed this weekend, and I'm like, oh, no. I hope I didn't catch whatever he had. You can't catch allergies. I know. But, you know, you don't. You never yeah. know. But it was a good time overall. It I was. I had a great time. Good um, food, It was great to see all the good guys. Friends, um, good imagination. I don't know. Yeah, we had fun. Um, yeah. The battles were nice. John incorporated the D&D movie aspects into yeah. it, yeah. which was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, gelatinous cubes. I learned more about gelatinous cubes. Yes, gelatinous cubes. Than I ever needed to know in my life. That was a lot of fun to get out of that. Yeah. So uh, you'll hear it on the podcast that Bobby is so nice, graciously ed- edits and puts yes. together. Yes, because um, makes... I don't know if I'd be able to sit through that all over again. Yeah, he's really good at it. And yeah. like the times I haven't been there, I listen to that, and it's a great recap for me. And even when I forget, but... Luckily, we've been playing yeah. every six weeks. It's yeah, it's all fresh in the noggin. We yeah. have our chat. We talk about what's going on, and it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anything else going on with you this past week? Anything uh, worth discussing on the show? For me, nothing other than D and D. Yeah. Um, but Mark, I know D and D happens Saturday. Yes. Which was like six hours of our life. Yes. Um, but WrestleMania was two nights. Two nights, yes. So you had to watch all of what happened Saturday. Yes. And Sunday. Yes. How the hell did you do that? Uh, That's like a whole day. Well, thankfully, it's on the Peacock. Yes, it's on the Peacock. Uh, so they do put I a replay out. I almost turned it on. I almost turned it on. They do put a year. replay out. Yeah. And uh, 
it did definitely dropped around one o'clock in the morning on Saturday when I got home. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me you watched it one in the morning. I you... did, but I spit through just just to like the ends of things. I was so I got home, I crashed. I was like, you get like that uh, runner's high almost, like after you've like sitting high, a well, sitter's high, the, like a. Like interest high, like your mind's going, yes, and you yes, can't yes. like fall asleep right yeah, away. Yeah, gotta wind down a little. Yeah, bit. so I figured, well, since I'm up anyways, oh, I'll just blast geez. through the instead of waiting until. So sometimes you Sunday, go to bed, like around two. No wonder you were dragging. Well, I slept in Sunday a little bit. All right. Yeah. So anyway, how 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 was WrestleMania? And overall, it was good. Uh, I'd say that Saturday show was better than the Sunday show. Which is kind of weird to say, since Sunday had the the big, the big like match at the end of it. Oh, who was the big match? Uh, uh, it was a uh, Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. Now that was on Sunday. Correct. Now why? Okay, that's for the the championship, the mm-hmm. Universal. When did they start splitting it in half, and why did they start splitting it in half? Uh, and originally they started splitting it in half because they had so many wrestlers that they couldn't fit them all on one show. Wow. So because when we were kids, it was like a four-hour event or under maybe not three. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh. WrestleMania. You're talking about? Yeah. Not WrestleMania. The, the, oh. Okay. I thought you meant the the brands. No. no. Uh, SmackDown Raw. No. No. But no. Uh, they ended up doing that. I'd say less than five years ago, when they did split the brands up and had two brands, because you had all you had a set of wrestlers on Raw, and a different set of wrestlers on SmackDown. But isn't it all part of WWE? It's all under the WWE umbrella. But mm-hmm. they were like, like think of it as like the NFL mm-hmm. has thirty teams. Mm-hmm. WWE has two teams: Raw, SmackDown. Okay. And each one of those teams has like it's like a conference. So each uh, one of those conferences has their champion, their own event, and their own. Well, not their own event, but it's like their own champions for each brand. Like each one has a world champion, each one has a women's champion, each one has a tag team champion. Oh. So yeah, 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 yeah. When you have eight to 10 belts you have to fit all that fitting all that into one that's a long time it was starting to get to where it was literally at one point i think before they broke it into two days it was roughly about one like five hour show that's a lot and it was all just like the belts and there was no side matches of right, like right, other right. wrestlers just having matches yeah because back in the day you would have in the beginning you would have some you know, smaller name wrestlers. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like the smaller the down the card one. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, with that, they decided to break it up into two days. Not only is it more content, but you can charge for each day separate tickets mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. the sameish price. Yeah, you're not buying it for the. You're not buying like a weekend ticket. You're buying a Saturday ticket and a Sunday ticket. Uh. And then you just have, like, you can involve more people. So more people get payouts from mm-hmm. doing that. But, yeah. So, anyway. So, yeah. So, on Saturday, they had a set of matches. Uh, for those who aren't to know, you know, uh, Austin Theory won the opening match against John Cena. Street Profits beat. Wait, John Cena lost? John Cena lost, yes. Yeah. But how could people see him? That's why they couldn't. Because <laughs> he lost. Uh, and then they had a fatal four-way tag showcase match. Uh, showcasing some of the men's tag teams, mm-hmm. and a team called the Street Profits won that. Uh, and then Seth Rollins beat Logan Paul of YouTube fame. 
Oh, Logan Paul lost? Yes. Wait, he's in the WWE now? He is. He is. I thought he's a boxer. No, that's his brother, Jake Paul. Oh, I can't keep track of the yes. balls. Yes. Oh. Now, Logan Paul also has done boxing. Yes. He fought Floyd Mayweather. Yes. But Logan Paul has joined the WWE and is like in the middle of you know if you doing things he doesn't show up all the time but he shows up for like the big shows but okay let's let's just take a second those two guys have had the bonkers very bonkers career going from like the pauls you're talking about the pauls yeah going from youtube well no even before youtube they were on um not tick tiktok wasn't popular then it was um periscope periscope vine or whatever it was vine they were vine guys and then they moved. They all migrated to YouTube. When Vine died, they went to YouTube. And then, and then they, they got, got a lot huge. of controversy in the YouTube world. Yeah, and then they became boxers. And, yes. And uh, now they have their own podcast. NFT. Uh, yeah. Logan chills. Paul's his own yeah. podcast and everything. And he has a drink company he owns. Yeah, and yeah. It's crazy. A whole bunch of stuff. And then uh, after that, Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, and Lita from 90s fame. Uh, defeated a group called Damage Control, which consists of Bailey, Eosky, and Dakota Kai, which none of those names mean anything to you. Wait, is Dakota Kai related to re- related to Cobra Kai? No, oh. she's not. Right. Well, no. too bad because I think uh, Rey Mysterio be beat his son Dominic Mysterio. Wait, Mysterio from Marvel MCU? No, that's a different thing. Uh, Rhea Ripley beat Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Reed Ripley's, believe it or not, yes. That's <laughs> and then in the. Uh, the featured the main event of Saturday, uh-huh. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeated the Usos for the undisputed tag team championships. Candace Owens, Kevin Owens, they related? No, oh, okay. no, Kevin That's... Owens is from Canada. Bullet dodge there, I guess. Yeah, this all took place at SoFi Stadium in L.A., which is crazy huge. Yeah, it's like a five billion dollar arena they built out in L.A. It's ridiculous. But yeah, so that was night one. Night two again. Yeah. Kicked it right back off again. Everything, John Cena? No wrestled, John Cena. Oh, John Cena. Brock Lesnar, actually, uh, wrestled Omos. He was a seven foot three uh, Nigerian uh, former basketball player. I thought you were going to say Nigerian Prince. No, they call him the Nigerian Giant, actually. Oh, Is, oh okay, never mind. But uh, no, so he, uh, he, uh, lost to Brock Lesnar and then they did a uh, women's tag team showcase match mm-hmm. which was won by uh, Sonya, uh, uh, Ronda Rousey of UFC fame and Shayna Baszler wait Ronda Rousey Ronda Rousey has is... been in WWE for a little while now oh yes. my god yeah, she came over uh, and the best match of the whole weekend in my opinion uh, Gunther who was an Austrian uh, wrestler from Austria uh, he's he's been huge overseas it was called Walter now he's in WB as Gunther, beat Drew McIntyre, and Sheamus. And it was, like, probably the best match of the whole weekend. Now, when you say Gunther, I think of Gunther from Friends. I know you do. That's <laughs> why I knew you were going to say that. Uh, but then after Rachel, that was the Raw's Women's Championship. Bianca Belair beat Asuka. And then in a Hell in the Cell match. Actually, right after that was a thing with uh, Shane McMahon returned. And the big news of the whole weekend was uh, they came out to beat up the Miz. Oh, the Miz. I know yes. the Miz. I yeah. know that name. And uh, 10 seconds into their little match that they threw together, uh, Shane McMahon went for a leapfrog, came down, and exploded his quad. Like, literally, his leg just exploded. 
That sounds horrible. Yes, it looked disgusting. Like he came down and he went to stand up and you could see that he was not getting up. Like his leg just was nothing was there. It was just this down. It was like, ugh, ugh. Yeah, it was it was bad. Wait, now I thought the Miz. But then the Snoop Dogg came in and punched the Miz out. And well, we all know that's fake. Yeah, clearly that would never happen in real life. Well, I mean, Snoop Dogg's a pretty tough guy. Now the Miz, I thought retired from wrestling. No, in no, he... he still wrestles, but he does the the reality TV show too. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's his thing. Then after that, uh, they had a Hell in a Cell match with uh, Edge of '90s fame. He's a Hall of Famer now. Razor Ramon? No, that's the Razor's Edge. That was a move. There's a wrestler named Edge. (laughs) And uh, he battled the demon, Finn Balor. Mm, The demon. Yes, he actually comes out painted up like a demon and everything. And they had Russell Crowe doing the intro for it because the match was sponsored by the uh, Pope's Exorcist. What a weird crossover. Yeah. Because I saw the trailer and it looks like it could be good. Yeah. But the fact that they're crossing over with with WWE is bonkers. Yeah. Well, because the shtick was since Finn Balor's called the Demon. Yes, I get it. And Edge's thing is he came out in his old brood gimmick where it was very gothic mm. and devilish, vampire-esque. Mm-hmm. I think that was the connection there. So yeah, yeah. Like, I, I get it. Oh, we can get some sponsorship here. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was wow. very weird. Some re- some matches were sponsored by TurboTax. <laughs> Well, Which was very awkward because they like kept pulling up like TurboTax ads in the middle of the matches, and uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch sponsored a match. The Mysterio match was sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and they had like a person in a Cinnamon Toast Crunch costume, like high fiving wrestler the wrestler as they came, as Rey Mysterio came into the ring. Okay, so who was the accountant back in the nineties? IRS. IRS. Erwin R. Scheister. Yeah. How? Co- that's who they should have. That's who they back. should have had come yes. out. Exactly. I remember. They him. should have had some kind of skit with yeah, him. That'd yeah, been perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the big end of the, the weekend, uh, Robin Reigns defeated Cody Rhodes to retain the championship wow. and continue a storyline which everyone thought was going to end not, at WrestleMania. No, now it's but it's not. It's going to continue. Yeah, and then we'll find out more on Raw tonight, which is a, usually a big show because the first show after WrestleMania, there's always surprises and returns and. All sorts of stuff. So it's a big week in the wrestling world. I get, and also today, uh, you might know this, uh, WWE and the UFC are merging under one company. Supposedly. Sources say. No, it's happening. Is it official now? It was a big thing yesterday. They were like, sources say. No. Source says say. I'll read the article to you. It is official. WWE and the UFC are set to merge under one company led by former Endeavor CEO Aaron Emanuel as CEO and Vince McMahon as executive chairman. As reported in The Hollywood Reporter, World Wrestling Entertainment and UFC's Endeavor will form under a new company, Endeavor Group Holdings World Wrestling Entertainment, operating under the ticket symbol of TKO. Endeavor will hold 51% controlling interest, while WWE shareholders will hold 49%. So almost a 50-50 split. Yeah. Um, Vince McMahon said this is a rare, rare opportunity to create a global live sports entertainment pure play built for where the industry is headed. And if I don't sell, the SEC is going to take the company away from me. That's another thing. But that's here nor there. I don't, I don't know anything about that. Well, he was he uh, was found to be using money from the company 
to uh, pay off uh, women who have accused him of sexual harassment. That came out last year. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what else? So, no, no, why? <laughs> you know, he's very good friends with Donald Trump. That's all. I guess. Yeah. Um, so allegedly, he, allegedly. Allegedly. So anyway, they're they're emerging. Not allegedly that he's friends with Donald Trump, but allegedly the other stuff. Right. They are merging. So they're going to be under yeah. one roof. That's 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 huge. TKO. It's been, a big, it's been a big thing, like we like I said just before that. Uh, since last year, the McMahon's have been Vince McMahon's been trying to sell the company. There's been multiple companies rumored to be the one that was going to purchase it. Uh, Comcast was in the running for a little while. Mm-hmm. Then that fell through. Uh, Disney was talked about buying it. I heard, yeah. Uh, a Saudi uh, group from Saudi Arabia was talked about buying it, and that was very uh, not well-received news by the fan base. So I think that kind of squashed that one. Uh, selling it to Endeavor makes sense. Uh, WWE and UFC have worked together a lot recently in business-wise. A lot of wrestlers... From WB have gone to UFC, and as mm-hmm. you heard, Ronda Rousey from UFC and a bunch Brock Lesnar from UFC, yeah, have come from UFC to wrestle. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Yeah, uh, you're interested to see what they are saying is going to be true. Uh, like if people are going to stay in the positions that they are, and it's just going to be like a business is being sold kind of thing. Well, they're merging. So well, I mean, but like if it's going to be like sure. yeah. But I mean, how that's all going to work out and everything, that's going to be a thing. Uh, it's, the crazy part of this whole thing is, is that it's a Connecticut company, another Connecticut company that's yeah. being sold to somebody else outside well, of Connecticut. I understand. But which, they're not being sold. They're merging. So it's still well, exists. Well, I mean, but you know what I mean? Exists. It's like there's a... There's going to be called something else. Yeah. Um, and they just built a huge complex down... I'm, I'm sure they're going to In like... It. Stanford area. Yeah, I'm sure they're still going to be using uh, it. No, I know, but I'm just saying. So it's kind of crazy. It's just, you know. So the deal was Connecticut and businesses has not been good lately. That's all I'm saying. No, I it's agree. Been, uh, the deal has been unanimously approved, I.e., Lego, uh, by both companies, <laughs> board of directors, and is expected to close in the second half of this year. Yeah. And what you were saying before, McMahon returned to WWE's board of directors in January after a forced return. He, he came retiring back. from an. Uh, organization in 2022 following sexual misconduct allegations claiming he had paid millions of dollars in secret settlements to mm. accusers dating back to 2006. Yeah. So, yeah. It's probably a good thing yeah. for him. Yeah. And obviously there is crossover. So I think it's a win-win for both. It's, you know, so now it's yeah. called TKO, which is kind of a fun name. Yeah. Um, well, that'd be just like the ticker name of the stock exchange kind yeah. of thing. TKO. Uh, UFC's uh, president, Dana White, who's the founder, or one of the guys that's like the main guy from uh, UFC, mm-hmm. uh, has put out a, a comment on it saying, this company has been on fire for the last seven years, and oh, stupid things are popping up. <laughs> and pop up. And now that we will be adding WWE to the portfolio. Mm. I'm excited to take this to another level. Vince is a savage in the wrestling space. Ari is a beast at what he does. And then add that we at UFC bring to the table and there is no limit 
to what this company can accomplish in the next few years. So there you go. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that all works out. I mean, I know I've, we've talked about on here before that uh, the TV contracts are coming up for uh, the two uh, WB shows. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how that all works out. Um, WB has its own network on Peacock. Yeah. And internationally, they have their own network. Interesting to see how that works with UFC. UFC is really connected with ESPN and airing stuff on there so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that all works out does one of the shows end up on espn do they work more with disney there's a lot of a lot of interesting things that get come out of this yeah so it'll be interesting to see how that all turns out business-wise yeah. as well as show-wise but but yeah so that's your wrestling news portion of the show which yeah. is not a usual thing we talk about on here but a lot of stuff going on wrestlemania is like one of those things that even if you're a casual fan WrestleMania weekend is like the big week for well, everyone. Well, I wanted to, to hear yeah. about it. Just because I don't watch it doesn't mean. No, I know, but it's just like it's a thing that's it's. It's a big thing. It's popular. It There's popular. a lot of they. They literally had 161,952 people over the two days, averaging like 80,000 a day. I believe it. Inside SoFi, and it literally was Saturday was the highest attendance for SoFi, and it was broke less than 24 hours later by Sunday. Wow. Yeah. That's like 81,000 some odd people. Jeez, that's a lot of people. So. I guess COVID's over. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> even without that, it's just the fact that like yeah, yeah. a two-day event. That's bonkers. That's 160,000 people. It's like, that's like Coachella numbers. Like floor seats for the show then, was but. probably going for around $3,000 a pop. Right, right. Like ringside. You could even, like, I couldn't even imagine how much a ticket was. Yeah. Probably in the thousands. Like, I know a couple guys that went, and I kind of want to find out. I was going to ask them, like, how much, kind of weird to ask, but, like, how much was, like, their seats? Because I know some of the seats, like, a nosebleed, like, way up in the rafters, probably was, like, 100 bucks a pop. And you're, like, watching it basically on a TV screen, so it's, like, kind of crazy. Mm. But, but, yeah. So what else we got going on, Brian? I know we had a couple trailers drop. I know that there was a... Marvel trailer and a DC trailer dropped in the past two days. Mm. WrestleMania t- tickets can go as low as $64 or as high as $308. Oh, there you go. But that's like face value. Yes. Second market, as we know. Well, that's through Nothing Seat is. Geek. Yeah, but even still, I don't think anything is. And SeatGeek's one of the more reputable ones that you don't really go crazy with like the, Here we go. the boot up. They can go as high. It's 514 yeah. or 858. Yeah. And that is lower level, while 300 level tickets prices are $1,478. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Even so, and uh, Ticket Smart. Yeah. It's saying it can range from 50 to 3,000. Yeah. And they have reached to six thousand dollars seats yeah. near the ring. Yeah, ringside. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. I just wanted to. I was curious. To yeah. Rick Rubin was there for both nights. Rick Rubin. Yeah. Yeah. Why am He's I? He's a huge wrestling fan. Is he? Yeah. That's weird. Record producer. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Who, yeah. yeah. No, had, Claire was like they showed the. Um, He's got a big beard. You can't miss yeah. him. Yeah. They showed like he was sitting behind the Spanish announce table, and Claire's like. I was like, oh, that's Rick Rubin. She's like, that could just be any old guy. I'm like, no, that's Rick Rubin. She's like, wow. 
How do you do you know for sure it was him? Yes. Yeah, he goes they mentioned him on the the broadcast. He goes to all the WrestleManias basically. He's a huge fan. That's so bizarre. He helps like he's produced music for different things. Like Edge came into Slayer. Like a Slayer song was his entrance song. So not that it has anything to do with Rick Rubin, but just music. Say. It's very big music. Stuff. No, I know. Yeah. I know. All right. Let's let's we're going to um the box office market. All right. Do you have that up, or do you want me to? Oh, I don't. But if you have it, well, Dungeons and Dragons: it. Honor Among Thieves has emerged victorious over the weekend by earning thirty-eight point five million um, and uh, taking down John Wick Chapter Four. Yeah, um, and John Wick was only in the theater for two weeks now. Well, the question a lot of people are asking is that is uh, that enough to warrant them starting a franchise of Dungeons Dragons movies? Well, this is only his first week. Yeah. But hold on. There's Opening more. Opening-wise. On the high, it, it um, it brought in, globally, total, $71.5 million, yeah. which is really good for such a smaller film. Yeah. Um, the production budget was $150 million. Um, well, I think, too, the thing with the, the D&D movie, which we'll talk about more when we talk about the movie itself, uh, more in depth in a little bit. But um, also critically and the audience are on par. Yes. But I think this is going to be more of a word of mouth type movie. Like people are going to go see it and then be like, you got to go see this movie. Yes. like As opposed to like someone randomly seeing it on like an ad for it and be like, oh, I want to see that movie. Yeah. Because people see Dungeons and Dragons and they assume you have to know Dungeons and Dragons to watch this. I think this movie will... We'll, we'll see where it goes at second weekend, but yeah. I do believe you're right, and I do believe the people like us who got to see it first, yeah, got to say, "Listen, you don't need to be in Dungeons you and don't. Dragons. You don't need. It's to. a great, fun family movie. Yeah. You and can it's bring also the whole like family. if you're into fantasy movies, like, oh, like Lord of the Rings, any of that kind of stuff, or any kind of like that genre of film, you're gonna love this movie. Even if you're just in the comedies, you're gonna love this movie. Yeah, you don't have to be into Dungeons and Dragons. If you aren't a Dungeons and Dragons, there's the enough bonus. stuff in there to keep you interested as well yeah and there's even like an easter egg i found out at the end of the movie that i heard about over the weekend that i was i didn't catch that i mean was like amazing to me i guess there's like the there's a shot at the end of the movie a very quick shot in the movie of the original cartoon team like in live action oh well they just put the cartoon the old cartoon uh, teaser trailer, yeah, uh, promoting the movie, yeah. Which but they actually like cool. actually have the the they actually went for the effort of casting. Oh, interesting. The team from that's cool. The cartoon, that's fun. yeah. I, I which saw... I vaguely remember the cartoon because I like was like, oh man, I remember watching parts of it, but I don't remember. I have the box set. Being into it, <laughs> um, look, I that was my only introduction to Dungeons Dragons as a kid was yeah. the cartoon. Um, so. I did see Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. He's mm. a big D&D player. He plays with uh, Joe Maganello, who yeah. has one of the biggest A-listing D&D yes. teams of all time. Yeah. So if I saw uh, Tom Morello, he was in the audience scene near the end. And then yeah. I'm like, man, I want to see it again because I bet you. I'm I sure there's a lot of people in there. I'm sure like Maganello's in there somewhere. I, I have to imagine. Playing a character that we didn't know. Or he could be under something. That's what I'm has, saying. Yeah, like, yeah. Like a dragonborn or something like that. Or 
Um, Because there's a lot of stuff like that. Like, I know, like, there's a lot of people saying, like, different people who play characters were cast as their character in the movie, kind of. Like, none of the Fox Machina folks, of course, but, like, other people that are, like, that do D&D stuff. Um, Now, this is the way I I see it is. Yes. Do I want a sequel with this cast and crew? Definitely. Yeah. Do I want to see more of them? Yes. Yeah. The moment someone starts is like, oh, they want to do like an MCU. I'm like, no, I'm no. tired of this. Just just give me a sequel. Nice yeah. and simple. We don't need to have shootouts. Overarching and, stories and yeah, things. There's I don't, other characters I, This is involved. becoming homework, not entertainment. Yes. So like for me personally, just make us a, a great sequel. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. That's all I want. Yeah. I think too you could do a thing where you you have it be this same team. Just on a different adventure. Yes. Like they don't have to do the same story. It doesn't have to keep going. The story's over. To. Yeah. You could, but like, with D&D, could, there... you can have the overarching bad guy being that yeah. guy that was in this but story. But there, there is another an thing overarching they... bad guy who was controlling the, yeah. uh, the Red Queen. Yeah, no, exactly. That's yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. So you can do another story in that vein, just another yeah. adventure that they have to go on to investigate this more. Just like in D&D. Right, right, right. Just keep the same team... Yeah, and then you can down the road if you wanted to uh, remove like a Chris Pine or somebody like that or something like you know it's interchangeable. And you can bring in new people into yes. the squad, and other people can go away, kind of right, thing, right. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, like D and D. So yes. I think you can easily do this. Yeah. Um. So I hope it does well. I hope we get a nice sequel. Yeah. I don't want to have fatigue of like every IP in the world having fifty thousand. No, and that's the thing. That's spin-offs. the other thing too. Is it's like, like I'm getting tired. We've of talked it. about this before, and I don't think I think it's. I've come around to the thing of Marvel does what Marvel does, and they do it. They've got yeah. it figured out. They have their deal. But not everybody's Marvel. Not everyone has to do what Marvel does. Yeah. Like DC doesn't have to do the same thing Marvel does. Not everything has to be connected. You yeah. can easily just do your individual movies and yeah. just do your movies. You don't have to have. A whole universe where everyone's in the same group together and then they all end up fighting a big bad it i mean i know it's comic books and that's how comic books work and you can still do that but it doesn't have to be the exact same way marvel's doing it yeah i don't want it to be yeah it's getting becoming oversaturated exactly but anyways um, back to the box office i know you said dungeon dragons uh, won the weekend yes uh coming in second was john wick chapter four which yes. you've seen and now i'm gonna talk about i'm hoping to see it yeah. this friday so, oh, you haven't seen it yet? No, no, no. Oh, I thought you had seen it. No, no, no. Uh, well, all told, so far, John Wick has pulled in $122 million. That's pretty good. $122.8 million, to be exact. Uh, third was His Only Son, which I have no idea what that is. Uh, that topped out at uh, $5.5 million for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, or no, for the weekend, yeah, well, whatever. Uh, it came in third. It's totaled $5.5 million total so far. Uh, fourth was Scream 6, uh, and then uh, Creed 3 was fifth. Shazam fell all the way to sixth, only its second week in theaters. Mm. I, I mean, I will it's see... It's only made $53 million. It's a flop, but I, w- I will watch it on HBO Max. Um, I'm not, like, I feel bad for Zachary Levi because I think he's a great guy. He seems like yeah. a really cool, nice person, and honestly, it makes me really want to dive into Chuck. Yeah, it's one of my shows next on my list of shows to check out. Um, and I've heard a, a lot of people who I watch online have all said it's been a fun, great movie. It just I think people are 
either people are just kind of like, what's the point? Because the DCU is dead. Or maybe they're just getting tired. It just doesn't look interesting. Well, I think there's part of it is that what you said with the DCU's dead thing. I think there's part of it in that where it's just why? Why am I watching this if it goes nowhere? There's this is not going anywhere. Right, right. No matter what you do in this movie, if you leave it on a cliffhanger of some sort, it's mm. not going to go anywhere. Right. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah, these characters are These gone. characters are all dead. Right. In like the universe world, they're yeah. not going to be making another Shazam no. movie. And I think also it just wasn't it like the thing I've heard about this movie from online and reading things is this doesn't have the same charm as the first one did. Like the that first, first Shazam great. movie, I think you almost uh, too many Shazams is another thing I've heard. No, it's a family. Like every kid is a Shazam now. Well, my biggest. And I think that kind of like took the bloom off the rose. Kind of, it was like it was cool when it was one kid changing. Yeah. Now every single kid is screaming Shazam like every five seconds. Well, that's the comments. And changing. It's, it's but the it's whole like, thing. It's the I know. whole group. But I think it was just that it didn't translate well to the movie. Well, or live action, I would say. I would. The way I saw Shazam, I, I really like Shazam 1. Yes. But I always found it was weird that Zachary Levi played Shazam younger then the kid played himself. Like when he was in kid mode, he seemed very mature. Yeah. And then when he became. He got goofier. He became goofier. Yeah. And it was sort of like you felt like there were two disconnected there wasn't characters. Connected. But I think in the first movie, it kind of was easier to explain away the fact that he was like turning into an yes. adult superhero and he but didn't I know how to that, handle all that. That continues but it's like, in this movie. Why does this still continue if you've been Shazam for a while now? You should be a little bit you more. You should be a little bit more able to handle it and not be as goofy. And if your kid version is and more And I think serious, there was a lot of like other there's like a lot of on the kid side of things there's a lot deeper like story like him trying to come to terms with aging out of the system and everything. Mm. And how does that work and everything and how is he going to handle that and is he going to still stay with the family he's with or does he just go on his own and I think it just didn't connect like when he would Shazam and be Zachary Levi that story still wasn't like that wasn't attached it was kind of like a whole different thing and yeah like Helen Mirren was a weird casting choice okay that's what I was waiting <laughs> to get to I I have a I get the thing with her, Helen Mirren but there's also the thing where I don't get the thing with Helen well, Mirren well okay okay I have the cover of the new issue of uh, Den of Geek, which is free, comes out of comic book stores. Yeah. It's got the cast as Shazam. And I'm looking at it going, okay, Lucy Liu, she still looks young and vibrant. Zachary Zachary Levi looks good. You got the new cast, young. Then Heather Mirren. Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren looks old and decrepit. And I'm like, how is she the bad guy? I mean, there's, she could be a bad guy. But it it's just feel, it doesn't if, make any sense for her to be a bad guy and that a superhero movie. fights, yeah, and is like flying around and has powers and is like doing all these things. Who in the casting you was like, let's put, let's put, like, you could have gotten somebody else, someone That's all younger. I'm not even like it's just it's just a different. I'm not trying to be ageist here. No, it's just it just it didn't it didn't fit, and her acting style does not fit that character. Non-threatening is what it feels like. It feels like you're fighting a senior citizen. It's like your grandma's man. Yes, yes, it's like, I why know. Why am I fighting my grandma? <laughs> I don't want to fight grandma. I want to hang out with my grandma like, and have her bake me cookies. It should have been someone who commanded power that's probably younger. And listen, Helen Mirren's also not an intimidating 
person. That's what I'm saying. It just feels... If you had a... Like, there's other actresses or actors, whatever way you want to call it. I don't know what they call them now. It changes. But there's other people that could have been that Yes, that, I that agree. Character. It was weird casting, in my opinion. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I will watch it on HBO Max. Um, and we can discuss then yeah. what we feel. But... Like Olivia Coleman. She'd have been perfect. Oh, from Doctor Who? Who are you talking about? Olivia yeah. Coleman. She was in Doctor Who, but she was also um, the girl that was in uh, Broadchurch with uh, uh, David Tennant. Oh. I don't remember. It's been so long. I she's watched. also in The Crown recently. She played I never watched The Queen. Crown. She's in the trailer for... She's in the uh, Secret Invasion. Oh, okay. Well, she's already in something. So that's the thing. So there you go. What I'm saying. But, like, I, she was a perfect type of character for that. Right. I think if you just went, like, 10, ten years earlier... Yeah, 10 years younger. ...actor, you could have easily gotten away with it. This seems weird. Like, it has that scene where they're sitting in the park across from each other, and it looks like he's, like... Grandma, take your medication. <laughs> like, medication. I don't know. Don't forget your Metamucil. Yeah, it just doesn't seem... Yeah, it just seemed weird. Seemed weird. Yeah. Speaking of weird, let's talk about Speaking the Blue Beetle weird. trailer that dropped this morning. Oof. We just watched it right before the show started. We did. We did. And uh, I know I've talked about it on this show before. I'm a huge Booster Gold fan uh, who, in the comic book, is best friends with Blue Beetle. Okay. So I know a little bit about the Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. Story. Now, what's your what's your opinion? Um, I, I don't know anything. It's not my first off. Speaking of casting, um, the casting of Blue Beetle, the actor that they picked, mm-hmm. is the kid from Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. You seem good. I have. I don't know. I don't know Cobra Kai. If you've watched Cobra Kai, his acting is not the best. Mm-hmm. It's very soap opera-y, which I don't know if that's just the writing that he deals with. Well, Cobra Kai's kind of that there's way. There's also kind of, he's very whiny in the show, mm-hmm. which could be his character. Probably. Um, but just a little bit of the trailer I saw seems to be that's just him. It's not the, the, the writing. It seems to be he's just that whiny voice kind of person, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I don't buy him as Blue Beetle. It felt like and a CW movie. Why George Lopez? I thought George Lopez. When did George Lopez become a thing again? Well, he has a show on NBC. I don't, but I don't. Lopez and Lopez, I think. That's him know and his daughter. Is. Okay. Um, but I, I never watched it. But. I don't. I don't know. The, let's talk. It about, looks like it looks like a made-for-TV movie. It does. It doesn't look like an actual film. It kind of reminds me of a like Andrew Garfield Spider Man a little bit, or maybe it reminds me of an origin story of Spider Man because he's learning his powers. It's like Iron Man and Spider Man all wrapped into one. It's like Tom Holland. It's like a low rent Tom Holland Spider Man. Yeah, a low budget, not as good writing. Tom Holland Spider Man. Now movie. here's the thing: this movie's coming out in August, August eighteenth. Well, we've already seen Shazam 2 flop. I this will be of... the first movie of the new regime. No, this like is still under old. This is still under old. Oh, this old? is still old one? Yes. So why are we getting this af- after the Flash movie? It's already made. It was already been made. Well, why wouldn't you air this before the Flash movie then? If this was an old... We still have this Flash. This makes no sense. This whole DC thing we makes have Blue no Beetle, sense to me. 
And we still have Aquaman 2 all coming out. What is DC doing? They have to let these movies come out yeah, because they've already been made. Yeah, why would The Flash go after those? Why would The Flash come out before those? Well, it depends. If this, why would you launch a universe and still have two movies They're not launching until there? 2025, Mark. We, yeah, but we The Flash is setting up the new universe, correct? It's ending, but also that takes in a different place in a different timeline from what we know. It takes place in a I'm timeline. Totally it takes place in a timeline where there's no superhumans at all, and that's why Zod comes down. He, he takes over the planet because there's no metahumans or whatever they call them. Yeah. So that takes place in a different universe. Because I thought that the Michael whole thing Keaton was, exists. This was supposed to. I don't know, Mark. We haven't seen wrap it. up the old universe and set up the new universe. I don't know, Mark. I don't know, Mark. So if that's the case. Why would you put this out before your two other movies that you're putting out this year? Blue Beetle and Aquaman 2 are both coming out. Those yeah. are all movies but that The Flash came... is coming out as well. Yes. These are all movies that were made in the old regime at DC. And they, they've So they're making this Blue Beetle movie. Yeah. For no reason at this point. Will it flop like Shazam 2? Yes, because it, Shazam just already set the standard for you that if people know there's nothing coming <laughs> after this, why do I care? Well, if I know this story isn't going anywhere, right? Why am I going to watch a dead story? Now, if Blue Beetle is not attached to anything and say it does very well, then the the new people could look at it and be like, okay, maybe that could continue. We don't know. But here's the other thing: we've already seen Shazam's. We just talked about Shazam's issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what happened with Shazam? Um, let's just assume because. As we've seen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no one wanted to see the Flash movie until one five-second scene showed up in the trailer. Michael Keaton. Yes. Yeah. And now all the weirdos want to see Michael Keaton play... We're not weirdos. ...play Batman again. Yes. Because we just talked about we're not intimidated by a set, like 80-year-old Helen Mirren, no. but we'll be super thrilled for a 60-some-odd-year-old Michael Keaton well, yeah. playing Batman. Yes. Because, sure, why not? They look very different, though. So One looks way older than the other. Whatever. But let's say Flash comes out, mm-hmm. does it's gonna do moderately very, well. It's going to do moderately well. Yeah. It, it, I it's not going to be like endgame type numbers, no, but no, it's no, not no, going to no, be no, disrespectful no. numbers. It's, gonna it's not going to be Shazam numbers. We'll say that. It, it, yes. it does better than Shazam. Yes, yes. But then let's say this Blue Beetle movie comes out. Uh-huh. We just saw the trailer. We were just talking about it. Mm-hmm. doesn't look that great. No, it doesn't. This movie doesn't do well. It's going to flop. If it does. Let's just say it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's just say Aquaman 2 doesn't do anything either. I think Aquaman 2 will probably do okay. Better than this. But even still. Better than this. Not where it should be. No. For a sequel to what was a relatively big movie. It was. Aquaman 1 did very well. Yeah. So your DC... Your average this year of four movies you're putting out is meh. Yeah, they're just kind of coming out. Um, where do you go from here? What do you do? Well, that's it. And, and then you like, got a whole year off. Twenty twenty five. They're rebooting the whole universe. If we got no movies from DC. That's next a good year. thing. They need to step away. No, and I'm just saying. Regroup. So we get no movies from DC next year. I think Aquaman and then two might DC be next. DC comes year. back in 2025. Yeah, with whatever. Spider-Man. I'm Superman. Sorry. Yeah. Whoever that ends up being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I just don't see it. I don't see where we're going here or how this is going to work. They're starting something fresh. So I think that's how it's going to work. I understand that. But I just don't see. They've DC's had enough problems already where people are kind of. There's got to be a little bit of backlash from the audience at this point where it's like. Well. We're getting our. We're already on our third, fourth Superman. What do you mean? There's not been. There's only been one. We've had Christopher Reeves. Okay, that was in the 80s. We've had. That was in the 80s, Brendan Routh. Yeah, that was one time. We had Henry Cavill. That's it. And now we're having this other guy. Who? Whoever this new person is. Yeah, but we can say the same thing about Spider-Man. We literally had a reboot of Spider-Man in the, in yeah, the but span those of five years. We haven't seen the new Superman, so we cannot say anything. I know, but we've... You know what I'm saying? Her previous experience with DC in the past two, that DC's made by themselves. My faith in James Gunn is a lot higher than the old regime at DC which is with Snyder. But this is like... I'm going to equate this to sports for people who are into sports. We're getting into this part now... With the James Gunn thing, where it's very similar to, was James Gunn good because he was working with Marvel? No, he's stuff? always been good. No, no, I'm just saying. Was James Gunn good because the characters he was working with are from Marvel, and he was good with those characters? Or is James Gunn good because it's just James Gunn? I think he's, he knows comic books. He, I think he's a smart guy. I mean, he did Suicide Squad. Yeah, which Suicide was fantastic. Squad. I loved it. And Peacemaker. Which was a fantastic show. But now he's in charge of everything. Yeah. It's not only him, though. It's uh, what's no, his I know, name, too. That's what I'm saying. But, yeah. I mean. He is actually going to be writing and directing Superman. The, the Superman movie. He said he has help, but so far he's directed, wrote and directed Suicide Squad, wrote but, and directed Peacemaker, and now he's going to write and direct Superman, too. Yeah, and he also so did. Is, he gonna, is anyone else going to direct and write any of these other movies? Or is it just yes. be James Gunn writing everything? No. Okay. He he was taking on. He said he's going to take on Superman, but everybody else is going to. He they're figuring it all out. So here's the next thing. So let's say down the road mm-hmm. we get the Superman movie. Yeah, and just for argument's sake. Yeah, we don't know what's going to. No, I know, but I'm yeah, just saying yeah, yeah. for argument's sake, for discussion that we're having right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say it's not good. What do they do then? I don't know, because I can't predict. Can the future. can DC, if this doesn't work out, can DC re? boot again or does this have to be the one that works i think it has to we're be. on our third iteration of this at this point yeah but we can we can go back and say spider-man's had three iterations no i mean just dc's universe thing we we're on like the this second, is second or third second, version of this second well it feels Not like third. the third at this it's point it's been second let's keep the yeah. facts straight okay. it's second we don't know i trust in james gunn that they they want to reboot the whole universe. Now, we don't know how it's all going to shake out. These movies, all we know is, was made, produced, written, directed, filmed, all prior. They yeah. have to come out. That's not in James well, Gunn's hands. You can't this say is Warner either. Brothers. You can't say they have to come out. Because but they, they had a Batgirl movie basically done, and they didn't. that's not coming I out. I think... So they easily could have just don't shelved know. all these movies we and don't, not done anything. We don't know, but from what got released to the public was it was unreleasable and it was not good. So well, they shelved it. That's not, yeah. We don't know beyond what we're told. We can't yeah. come up with it. From what we've heard from people who were in the movie, Brandon, Brandon Fraser, Fraser one said there was one screening of it for the WWE. All he people, said was it wasn't in a good shape. Like 
he, and they didn't like it. Yeah. He so said, they just shelved it immediately. He said it could have been cut. There was a good movie in there. They just had to edit it and just do a couple but things. But that's a Warner totally Brothers. That was during the whole Warner Brothers takeover. Yeah, it was a victim of the, the merger. And that is a tax write-off. So yeah. they, they shelved it. Yeah. Clearly, they saw the flash they have they they feel it's good blue beetle for some reason they think is going to be good <laughs> aquaman 2 they think is going to be good i don't <laughs> know mark listen i'm saying these movies i don't think blue beetle is going to do good no seeing this trailer does not excite me at all no but i was somewhat excited these for movies this have to come out i'll so. tell you right now i was somewhat excited for this trailer yes i know and I, I didn't wanna... know who they'd cast as Blue Beetle. All right, I've so... kept out of knowledge of knowing anything about it. I didn't even know the trailer was dropping until Josh mentioned it yeah. or you mentioned it. Um, but watching that, I'm not excited for it. I will wait till it's on HBO Max. Okay, fair enough. And I looked up Aquaman too. I said that weird. That is coming out December 25th of this year. I know. That's what I said. It's a good Christmas movie. I think. So this is yeah. going to be the last the... Aquaman. Two is the final DCU, old DCU, and they're done. So no matter what happens in that movie, done. nothing is going anywhere from it. Done. So if, again, like we've said with the Shazam movie, if there's any kind of cliffhanger ending to it. They probably cut all these things out. Yeah. They probably cut a lot of stuff out to keep it so it's... There is, there's probably going to be no ending at Aquaman two where they're going to be like, we're going to fight a big bad. They probably cut all that stuff out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's going to end. It's going to end. You hope it's going to be over. You hope. So I don't know. Um. Anyway, I Blue- just, I just don't, I don't get it because right. DC, the DCU universe that we just went through, we're still basically, in. we're still in. Yeah, that we're still in. Was was helmed by people who wrote comic books. It was helmed by, like. Jeffrey J- Jeff Johns and those guys who know the comics. They wrote all the comic books. They weren't helming the DCU, though. No, but they wrote some of the movies and they've worked on a lot of the stuff. So there was like, they were involved. Well, but. So it, it's kind of crazy to me that like now, just because James Gunn's taking over, it's going to get better. What are you talking about? No, the person in charge was not the people who wrote the comics. No, what I'm saying, but those guys Scott were Scott Snyder started the universe, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay? Yeah. And then those characters moved on, and I, just, I couldn't tell you the writers of, and directors. a lot of stutter steps on this DC thing. Well, DC's got problems. What are you going to say? I mean, the Zack Snyder thing, and then the Jess Whedon thing, and then the Wonder Woman situations, and then... Like, not one of their movies has been smooth. No. There's always a problem. So, I don't know. So it's very inter- it's just it's it's very interesting to, me wa- to see this like how it's gonna work out. I think it will shape out fine. I hope so. It'd be it'd be great. Like I, I think it will. If they make a booster gold movie, I'll be there. I have high hopes. Um I have faith in who they who's gonna take over. We just gotta get through this year. They take a year off to regroup yeah. and they come back strong. I that's what I want. That's you know what, what the solution to all these things is? And I love DC characters. Well, I, I do too. That's the I, thing. I love Batman. I love Flash. I love you know what's weird? Green Lantern. I love all those guys. I love the MCU a lot, and I enjoy, and I, you know, I'm very um, grateful. I, mean, I'm gonna, I get to be alive to see all I this stuff. I want DCU to do well. But I love DC Comics. Yes. When I go to get my comics on Friday, I probably buy more DC label, black label comics yeah. than I buy anything else. Yeah. Some of my favorite stuff is the Batman, is the Wonder Woman, is... Yeah. So, do I want to see these characters 
be done right? Yes. yes. And do I think the casting has been fantastic? Needless to say, yeah, I thought uh, Snyder did a great job casting. Yeah, Gil Godot as Wonder Woman is fantastic. Yeah. but like, No one else should play Wonder Woman at do, this point. Do I want a fresh start? Do I want DC to do well? Do I want competition in this industry where it ups MCU? Because right now MCU is kind of flatlining. Well, so, in your opinion. In a lot of people's opinion, not yeah. just mine. Well, I know, but, but I I'm think just some saying, of the, I you, think some of the stuff they've done this year is pretty good. You just think it's not as good. That's fine. This year, they haven't had a home run. MCU has not had a home run at all. They named well, one home run this year so far. I think uh, Captain Marvel was uh, hasn't come out yet. No, the show that came out last year. Oh, did I'm it? talking about this. I feel year. like it was this year. No, yeah. Oh, it's only three months in, so nothing's come out. <laughs> some say Ant-Man. Ant-Man wasn't terrible. It didn't do well. Well, th- th- it had a massive drop off. It didn't do well, it and like it was 200, not. $200 million it was, it's made already. It was not received well by the audience nor the critics. And I'm not saying it was a horrible movie, but well, it was like empty calories. I watched my, it, I enjoyed my, it, and I forgot all on about the Marvel it. movies. On the Marvel, like on Ant Man and stuff like that, are the the fan base that first started watching the Marvel movies? Is it the movies aren't good enough, or is it the movies aren't being made for them anymore? No, I I I believe because Marvel's been made has like been made for everyone. It's, it's inclusive to everybody. But I think it's been – we've said this before, and now Iger coming back to Disney, and him and Kevin Feige both said the same thing. It's when Iger had left, yes. the new guy took over. JPEG. JPEG. It became quantity over quality. Yeah. It is very true. We have been in, in inundated by MCU stuff. Well, the old fire hose story that we too talked about. much yeah, with Star Wars. It has watered down the experience. Yeah. I think for a lot of people. Yeah. Last last year, not only me, I've heard it from other people. I was fatigued. I was yeah. just kind of over it. I'm like, I don't know where we're going with the MCU. I don't know what the mainline story is. Some of this stuff is just not sticking with me. And a lot of people felt that way. And I, they now have announced this past weekend, they did talk about this. They said they are sticking to three movies a year and yeah. two shows a year. Yeah. The, it was too much. Yeah. So we are going to get three movies, two shows. Yeah. And they said there could be room where maybe you got four movies and one show or three shows and two movies. But for the most part, they're, they're not going to inundate us. And I, um, I also, the cost is crazy well yes and they're laying off like crazy yeah but well that was just because they yeah we originally were gonna get four to five mcu shows this year now we're getting two yeah so they know and i think they know because the criticisms about some of this stuff is loud and clear and they're listening to the audience and uh, she hulk was not received well um ant-man was not received well um you say that but it's made like over 200 million dollars yeah, but it had one of the biggest drop-offs in MCU history. It had an 80% drop-off. Well, is that, is that the the movie or... That's the movie. Can that be attributed Word to... Word of mouth wasn't good. Exactly. that, Or people just wait until they hear what other people say before they just make their own decisions. If word of mouth isn't good and people are like, 
you don't really need to see this. And also, you can wait three months since on Disney Plus. Yeah, but also, Ant Man did not feel like Ant Man to me. It didn't feel like an Ant Man movie. I don't know. That movie just it didn't feel like Ant Man. It seems like since Endgame, the Marvel storyline's been kind of lost. Yes. Well, like also, it doesn't know what it wants to do. Also, or where we, it's going. We've had the most amount of MCU content in Phase Four than any phase before. Each phase had a certain amount. This one, they said, was over a hundred hours of content. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's taking too long to get to the main story. It's getting too long to figure out what we should be following. Like we know, Kane is the villain of the the big villain, but he doesn't feel like a big villain to me. Exactly. Or a lot of people, because he, Ant-Man took him down so easily. So now, Well, how, that version of him. And he was supposed to be one of the worst. Yeah. Which makes, okay, so you so Ant-Man takes down one of the worst versions. Now, come to find out, we have hundreds. Yeah. But they're easily taken down. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't feel the agency right now. Well, it's different. It's, it's, the other thing, too, is it feels like the Kang that was in Loki... Well, that's a different. Seemed more dangerous than the one that was in Ant Man. Well, it was a mystery to him. We don't. He, you know what I mean? It's like it seemed like there was like there needs to, like it's almost like okay, so Kang is the story. Like I know we're heading towards Kang Dynasty, and that's what we're heading yes. towards, and all that. Yes. And I think it's also the factor of he's going to be Kang as the major villain is always going to be compared to Thanos in storyline. But if he's done right, he shouldn't be. No, but you know what I mean? Like, he's always going to be, like, he was the next big bad. Yes. Thanos was the first big bad. Is he always? Is he going to be as uh, dangerous feeling as Thanos was? As of right now, no. He doesn't feel dangerous. Yeah. And the thing is, with Thanos, we didn't see him. Right. For a long while until he appeared in, in Guardians. The, yeah, a portion. He's in Guardians of, one. Yeah, and after trailer um, thing, and then he showed up like throughout. Yeah, but Kang is already we've seen Kang him Loki instantly before like as soon as the thing comes out, he's already showing up. Yeah, so we know he's gonna be the big bad, and you're having to see him more. So I think it's a different way of doing it. I think that's the difference. Is like the mystery of what the 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 omnipresent being was that was controlling everything yeah i think worked better than just the here's who's the bad guy here's what you're going to be seeing for the next you're going to be seeing this same guy for the next year 10 years basically yeah who knows um or however long this is going to go for and now this is going to tie into the secret innovation trail that came yeah well, that's what came i was trying out. to get to yeah i'm more interested in this because i was more intrigued by the scrolls at the end of Spider-Man 2... And this reminds me more of Winter Soldier. Yes. And I like that espionage type story Yes, stuff. more down-to-earth. Yes, grounded um, in reality kind of thing. So the scrolls showed Albeit up... Albeit it's like aliens that can shapeshift and stuff, but... But, okay, the scrolls showed up in two movies. Yeah. Spider-Man 2 and then Captain Marvel. Yes. Then they disappeared completely. We haven't yeah. seen them. And I is I was more invested in the Secret Invasion. Yeah. And it took us a whole year to get here. Yeah. And I am more interested in Secret Invasion. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm actually I see the trailer and I'm excited for um Secret Invasion. Yeah. 
honestly. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for two Marvel things this year. Secret Invasion, which comes out June, I think, June 21st. I think so. Yeah. Um, and Guardians 3, my birthday. Yeah. Those are the two MCU things I'm really excited for. I I I kind of wish Secret Invasion was the thing, was the bigger thing. Yeah. Well, um, it's going to be. I think it's going to be more of the grounded thing of it. It's going to be – I think you might get some of the, the the TV heroes might appear in Secret Invasion. Well, it looks like there's a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think you're going to get a lot of that. I think you're going to get – it's going to be – they're not going to give you the big stuff no. now because you have till June till it comes out. Right. So this is just the first trailer for it. But I think as we get closer, you're going to get more of that, like, bigger stuff. I, I'm honestly really excited for it. Yeah, because this could be – if done correctly, this could be, like, one of the biggest things they've done on the TV side. I, I think it could be one of their best things. Yeah. Other than Loki. Yeah. Um, which which I, also comes out this year too. Yes, that's Season the two. only two yeah. shows that are coming out now. Yeah, um, which I'm totally fine with. Yeah. Um, so I I think if they're gonna move the Secret Invasion plot forward, and then we're gonna have more of the King stuff in Loki Season yeah. Two, Guardians Three is gonna end those characters. I'm sure there's going to be something at the end that's gonna bring it in. Yeah. Um, and I then, mean, do you think there's any possibility of any of those characters surviving into like yes, the bigger universe? Yeah. Yes, yes. I don't think all of them are gonna die. Yeah, well, I don't think they're all. I don't think they're gonna like that kind of situation. But I think like I think we will see certain of we will see certain characters reappear in other projects. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I don't know where we went and how we got here, but yeah, Secret Invasion does look fun. Yeah, I'm. Also, I'm a big fan of the uh, the legacy characters, and seeing uh, Samuel Jackson back as a Fury excites yes. me a yeah. lot. Yeah, and I'll tell you, that's what kind of killed me with Ant Man. The, the... I was kind of disappointed because I love Ant Man. Yes, your so thing I... with the Nick Fury story that I think needs to be touched on in this somehow is why was he in space? What was he doing in space? Yeah, those are all questions that like, just been hanging out forever. No, like connection to that it just he appeared in space spider-man 2 spider-man 2 and, and that was the last time we heard about it and that i think that's also very frustrating to the fans because we usually get a payoff yeah in There's that a lot of spinning wheels if you if you put everything that we saw at the end all the stingers of all phase four yeah it's like a crapshoot yeah like what are we following here it's like everything's going to different places yeah there's like three different big stories going on at once that's the other thing yeah right. there's not one cohesive story that's going on no you have the eternal story going on that was doing stuff and there was the thing with uh the black knight and uh blade that hasn't been no one touched knows on. What's going on there the thunderbolts is going to be a thing and but that, that was is like a, a thing. whole thing with that with like is the thing the omnipresent being that was talking at the end of Eternals was uh, one of the Celestials. Where is that going on? Celestials have not been really brought up since. No. Nothing has. It's like there's like three big stories that are kind of floating in the Marvel Universe right now. And, and it's like no one really knows where we're going with it. And I, I kind of – don't you kind of miss the days before Endgame? I just miss those characters. I miss how concise. Well, it seemed like there was all more the storytelling was story right. trail. Like a story I kind of miss that. Like a coherent. Everything was heading towards yeah. Thanos. Yeah. Now it seems like everything's going some things somewhere. Some are heading towards Celestials. Some things are heading towards Skrulls. 
some things are heading towards, towards Kang. Kang. Yeah. It's like, and okay, some things so don't going, even. We have three go anywhere. possibilities of big bads that we're heading towards. Yeah. And even Guardians is Adam Warlock. Yeah. And whatever else is going on there. Yeah. So, like, w- how does that connect to this bigger story? Yeah. It's like there's too many plates spinning. Like, Thor really wasn't, like, anything involved with anything. No. It's just that I need to his story. villain. And that, I, like, I liked Thor Love Was it connected to but... anything? Um, so I think that's the thing is, like, the, the villains in the first three phases all somewhat had connections to Thanos. It was building to it. It was yes. something – Thanos was – in the background doing things. Yeah. This one, it seems like there's no omnipresent it's being very doing everything. Un... There's multiple yeah. directions that we're we can go. We're not cohesive at all yeah. right now. So I think that's where we need to head towards. I but think... yeah, Secret Invasion, I'm excited for. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not till June, so we got plenty of time. And we'll get more trailers you for You say it. plenty of time? It's two months away. Yeah. <laughs> it's not plenty of time. Um, oh. I'm so excited because we're a month away. From Guardians Three, which oh, I know. I I'm can't even think so about that. excited like for Guardians Three. Yeah, um, yeah. And then we got Loki in the summer. Well, no, we got Secret Invasion in the summer because that's our. T- well, yeah, but Loki's supposed to be coming out around that same time too. It's probably going to be late summer then. Yeah, I would but, assume so. Probably yeah. nearer to fall. What I, Marvel's in November, and then not connected to anything. But the thing I'm really excited for, X Men '97, is dropping this year too. Was a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um Just picking up right where the story left off, which means I have to rewatch the original X-Men again. Mm-hmm. To be able to remember that. what the story is. I don't remember what the story is. It's on Disney+. Plus. No, I know, I know. Yeah. So we'll end this by saying yes. I agree with Bob Iger and Kevin Feige. You allow each story to shine. Yes. The thing is, there's so much content out there right now, and if you bury it by putting everything back to back the way it has been yes so when guardians 3 comes out all of may is going to be guardians yes and then when secret invasion drops in june that's the focus and they can allow that show to breathe because it's not buried in between two movies and two other shows yes and i think that's the biggest problem and this is something i said a long time ago with star wars yeah quality over quantity and Uh, speaking of which Quantity over quality, quantity, quality over quantity. We talked last week about episode four mm. or episode five. Was it five? Episode four. Four. We're on five. We're on five. We are yes. literally approaching the end yes. game of Mando yes. season three. So episode four, we were wondering where we we're going with everything and yeah. what was happening. Yeah. And episode five dropped mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. The pirate was the name of the episode. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Things are happening. Things happened. A lot of stuff happened. A lot of things that we were worried, wondering about, were all answered for us instantly in one episode. It was a better episode. It was a way better episode. Yes. Um, I was like, this is the Mando I've been waiting for. I mean, I mean, I still, still the, Bo, the story of Bo, the book of Bo, Catan I, is still going on. I still have. In the background, but. Yeah, well, no, that's the forefront of the whole series is yeah. Bo. Uh, Din and Grogu have been pushed to the background. They're barely in the show. Well, I think there's a, a, it's... It's all about Bo. I think it's a subterfuge that's going on right now with this. It's like, oh, Bo and, uh, Bo's the big story and Din and Grogu are fine and everything's hunky-dory and there's no problems. And then we're going to be hit like this week with, oh, at the very end of this episode that we just watched, 
that is going to come back as a thing. Well, no. Episode. I think Bo is going to ride the Mythosaur source at yes. the end. I also think we we have now, at the end of this episode, we know Moff Gideon is out there. Yes. And he escapes. Yes. And that Mandalorians helped him, supposedly. Supposedly. But or, I think there's a there's a thing to that, which I think is not what it seems to be. Well, I don't think they helped him. I think he was... Could be a faction of Mandalorians? I think he's a, fa- a faction of Mandalorians that hijacked the transport to bring him to Mandalorian justice as opposed to going to the New Republic for justice. So I think that's what that's heading towards. You think? Well, fi- I'm sure we'll find out this week. Because there's like a group that was in Rebels, which I want to say it's called like the, I want to say like the Night Watch or something like that. I could be wrong. But there was a group of Mandalorians that Bo-Katan dealt with in Rebels that was like a, a faction of the Mandalore that was very like the main group that security team for Mandalore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what's going on so there. So you don't think – could be wrong. You don't think he's free. I don't you think, think he's, he's free. Captured. I think he's captured by Mandalorians. Another faction of Mandalore. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll Which find could out. be not true, but that's my thought. But also, who... and I think the cool thing of bringing that X-wing pi- pilot back into the fold as a bigger character is uh, a, a cool way to replace the Cara Dune character. Like, why was was he in season one? Yeah, but yeah, now yeah. they make him more of a bigger character, and he starts well, he's his patrol. own like squadron of yeah, yeah. Like, there's a there's your like that one base scene in this. I was like, I want that show. Where's that show? I want to watch the show of that squadron. Yeah, flying around doing things, and they had a character from Rebels in that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I like geeked out about. Zeb, I knew the you alien. would. I, was I, like, I don't oh, know who Zeb. he is. That's Zeb from Rebels. He was a now he's part of that group. I'm like, yeah, there's yeah, your yeah. into that for the fan base. Yeah, they can connect into that. So yeah, see, all this stuff is lost to me. I don't know anybody. Yeah. Um but either Moff Gideon did escape with help from somebody, or yeah. like you say, there's a theory of maybe he's being brought. But we know we're going back to Mandalore. We're going back to that mm-hmm. planet. They're going to retake it. We well, know. Try to yes. We know that. We know this is the Bo story. We know that she well, has. I, don't think, I think it's just she's the the the. It's her. It, this is her show. It's, now. They're using her to get back to Mandalore, but I think that the the major parts is going to come out with whatever's happening with Moff Gideon. If he's loose, he's and loose. he's now looking for the dark saber back. Well, who? There's the Mando thing. It has to be Moth Gideon is up to no good because who put the order to blow up Bo's place? Yeah, that's the thing. Who's what's the Empire connection to this? Right. Who somewhere did that? there's somewhere there's someone in the Empire that's controlling things. And then you go back to Episode Three, and you go back to when the pilot goes to Coruscant mm-hmm. to Meadows, mm-hmm. which is awesome. See him in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Schmarmy McSchmarmerton, whatever her that character's name is, is distracting Tim Meadows' character from what's going on. Well, he's very just kind of like, yeah. She's very like, oh, you know, yeah, they're not members, so we shouldn't protect them. They right, should right. have to fend for themselves. Well, it's showing thing. how they're just idiots now and well, they're not it's doing just, anything. Yeah, it's and... just a bureaucracy of not enough, no no organization going right, on. Right, right. Which... And how, like, the Empire can easily, like, 
Right. They're going to take over. Yeah. Last yeah. order happens. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, while I did like the episode. Yeah. I mean, it was a I, – I, I, I texted you, that should have been episode three. That should have been episode yeah. three or yeah. four. I kind of feel like we had this slog of a season so far. It seems like it's – unfortunately, it seems to be like I just – they just wrapped up the season of Bad Batch. And like I've watched the, the last two episodes and they're really good. And they're heading towards telling the story of the clones and like uh, the Emperor – Setting up the cloning, which we story. episode three, I kind of feel yeah, like that, which is kind of like that. I think they're kind of ending back at that thing. thing again, but yeah, whatever. But um, or like, which made me think about it more after that with the Bad Batch story is I think the reason why that other character raced his mind is because they don't want cloning to be popularized or talked about. Well, yeah, because he's so the like, one. Let's squash the the his. He's the source. Yeah, so let's yeah. squash him, and then we could keep doing our cloning thing. Off yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of totally. off the books, kind of thing. Yeah, because if he re- were to regain his memory at any time, or if he was to keep going with the cloning thing, people would start looking into cloning and find out that someone was doing cloning already, and mm-hmm. find out what they're doing with the empire. Because the if I remember so. correctly, the nurse in there had said, "Yeah, it kind of." doesn't completely wipe your mind yeah but we just do it in a way where you kind of forget things yeah but there's a good chance you might remember and yeah. that's why she was like i'm gonna crank this bad boys yeah. all the way all up as i could 11. yeah 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 i don't want him to remember a damn exactly. thing so i think that's the thing there but um it was a way better episode yes and you have a, a rating for this episode I have a final thought and rating okay let's do Go final because we didn't do our first reaction Give we your do, final thought. all right my final thought um, I'm only speaking along because we're like already almost an hour and a half in. All right, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, real quick. Okay, we're supposed to be trying to knock this down to an hour. <laughs> okay, we're gonna end this in an hour and twenty. I know it. All right, I'm gonna save my oh, final geez. thought okay. until Mandalorian ends this okay. season because I feel like if I were to say what I feel now, yes. it might not be. I might have to retract something uh-huh. if things change. For me, this episode was definitely an eight. Okay. Um, it's probably the best of the season. I think. Mm-hmm. I think I've given everything a seven except for last week. I gave it a five. Okay. So it's an eight for me. It was. I like the the dog fight scenes were awesome. Yes. Um, my my, I want to see more of Din and Grogu. That's why I watch Mandalorian. I'm not attached to any of these other characters. Bo, she's just okay. I hope season three, I mean season four, we get back to that. But as of right now, I did enjoy it. It was a fun one. See, this is the thing I think this is the the other part of this is I think you not knowing or watching the comics or the cartoons. Yeah. You don't have the attachment to the Bo character. No. That folks who've watched those shows have. Yeah. So I think it's a different. I'm more attachment to Din and Gurgle. Because you're you're not a, you just watch the Mandalorian. You don't watch the other stuff. No. So I think that's the difference. I'm realizing that now because I think – because for me, I don't mind the Bo stuff as much because I know that story. And I know what she's gone through in her story. Yeah. That it makes sense that this is called the Mandalorian. It's not per se saying Din is the I Mandalorian. Get I get that. It's about Mandalorian. I get that. I have to, it's a me thing. Yeah. So I get that. I think it's – that's why I've been 
thinking that's why I think that I think of the episodes differently than you do because I know that story and I know where they're kind of I think I know where they're going with it. Yeah, you know. So it makes a different context to it. I have more context to her character than you do. Right. Uh, before you give me your the one thing I will say, I can say it now. It's not going to change how I feel. I kind of wish they, instead of concluding the story in Book of Bubba Fat, they had did that in this season because it would have been a little bit more exciting. We mm. went into season three with really everything we thought was an issue was a non-issue. Yeah. The Dark Sword became nothing. Nobody cares about that anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But we're almost we're literally almost done with the season. Yeah. And then the whole Din taking his helmet off, getting punished for it, and then in this episode, Bo takes her helmet off and they're like, She will walk between all the worlds. It's okay. And I'm like, then why did Din have to go through all that? Why didn't he be well, the guy who walked between was, all the worlds? Because I think it was the thing of with Bo she is technically he, royalty. Yeah, but to the Mandalorians. Din so is I think it's a lone wolf. I think he could have walked between the worlds. Yeah, but her character's more was originally not a always on helmet character. I understand, but as a non, so I think that the the thing of the thought of the story is yeah, it fell flat from the armor side. Is people know you with the helmet on, with the helmet off, so you can you can go from the two worlds of Mandalorians. And other parts of the galaxy. Yeah. Because you have that connection on both sides. Listen, I'll keep my judgment Din until the, was the season was raised ends. in the religion that they're doing, that they're a part of, with a cov- with that, that group and everything. And he went through that stuff. And he's, like, did the thing at, like the kid did at the beginning. Where yeah, he had he to, had to do, do it, right though, to save himself. So, but I'm saying when yeah. he was a foundling, he went through that whole thing. Yeah. So he's more he's attached to the religion, yeah. I think. So I think having his character be that character that can go helmet on, helmet off makes less sense than a character who 90% of the time was helmet on, helmet off and is now just recently. No, I know. Put, she was already right, part of a different And then plan. they're like, well, yeah. yeah. So I mean, so I think it's easier for them to use that person. To I do get it. it. So I think that's what they're did the thing with Bo's right. characters. That's the No, what you say makes total sense. It, it totally makes sense. Yeah. But like, I like... I kind of wish Book of Boba Fett was was encapsulated and you just dealt with him because now, like, it would have been great. That cliffhanger picking up in season three would have been awesome. I think also, too, if they're, like, I don't know. It's like if they gave you, like, a uh, synopsis of Bo's story for the folks who haven't seen right. I Clone think- Wars or Rebels or anything and have seen stuff she's been in. Then that you didn't have more attachment right. to the character, also it make more sense. Also, because if you don't have seen any of that stuff, I don't know. She's any. basically just dropped in during Book of Boba Fett, and now dropped in or dropped in during season two of Mando. Yes, and now is in season three. Yeah, and, and you don't have any attachment to and her. And she's literally all you know is she's a random Mandalorian that doesn't have her helmet on, <laughs> and she's just like taking over everything. Yeah, and she's now like the main, like somewhat of the main character. Right, of the season. right, right. So, and I also I have to come to terms with that I think all these live action shows are now just going to be part of a universe. Yes. I don't even think the name even matters anymore at this point. 
Well, the book of Boba Fett turned into the Mando sh- the Din show, yes. and now this show is turned into the Bo show. So I yes. feel like the name. It's very much in the, like, the MCU kind of thing, like Captain America: Civil War. But this, but it's really wasn't all... totally about Captain America. But it's going to be. It about... had all these other people. In right, it. right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like the the. Shtick I think of that's it. what's so going like to happen. Kind of I feel like this big. It's a yeah. bigger world they're yeah, building. Like Captain America: Winter Soldier was about the Winter Soldier more than it was about Captain America. Yeah. But well, his name was in it, too. His name was in it. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. besides that, I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I get yeah. it. I, like I said, we'll wait till yeah. it's over. We can discuss more. But yeah. I like Dan and Grogu. That's what I want yeah. to see. So they, what yeah. they tune into. Yeah. So, it's like this, It's like they call it Star Wars, but it's got other people in it. Yeah. And other stories in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just this, for some reason, is called The Mandalorian. But it's not just about the Mandalorian. Also, the you know the poster to promote this season is him with the dark sword. We've seen the dark sword once. Yeah, that whole subplot yeah. was dropped. I'm like, why? Well, I don't think it's been dropped. I think it's just there's other stuff going on right now. I know. I still think there's three episodes left in this season, and I think we're going to get a lot of like what's going to come. These out this three episode. episodes have to give us. We're gonna the Mythosaurus has to be brought up. You're gonna get. This episode six is going to be what the big issue of the season is going to be. Seven is going to be figuring out how to solve the big issue of what the season is going to be. And then eight is going to be figuring out this or finishing off the big story of this season. Yeah. Yeah. Or setting up what the big (laughs) next thing is going to be. In Ahsoka. Ahsoka or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It's only three episodes and the episodes are so short. So it's like. They're like 40 minutes long. That's the longest one of the season. Yeah. The one I think before, they get longer. They usually... The last one was like 30, 25 minutes. Yeah. I mean, they've been very short. They um, get a lot of stuff in. Like yeah. even just Bad Batch. They're like 20-minute episodes, but they get a lot of information in them. Yeah. They so, don't waste the minutes. We'll, we'll see where it all goes. All right. So real quick, For what you. was your... Uh, I, I gave it an 8. Gave it an 8? Okay. An eight. The yeah. highest one of the season, I think. I agree. I'll give this one uh, an 8 as well with room for improvement. As your teacher used to write on your papers when you were younger? Yes. Uh, yeah, room for improvement. The next meant, three episodes have meant, to continue. Which I always intrude as, try harder and don't slack off. Yeah. Which I just kept slacking off. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so I give it an eight. I'm feeling this week's episode is going to be a big episode. I hope so. I hope so. I'm excited so. for it as always. I mean, it's still one of the best shows on television, even if it's like a bad Mando show is better than half the other stuff that's on TV. So. Yeah. Yeah. So far. Like the like last week's episode was better than any CW DC show that's out there. Right. I'm not watching any of those yeah. shows. So I'm I can't saying, you know what I'm saying? It's to... like you're not like you like I'd rather watch six hours of right. the foundling than watch anything else that's on television. Well I wouldn't watch that episode. I would rather watch this pat episode five. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Episode five was yeah. really good. So yeah, so episode six drops this week. Yeah. We'll be talking about that. We'll next be on week. Zoom next week. We'll be back to Zoom next week. Zoom, Zoom. Just because of scheduling and such. Yeah. We just can't get everything all together, and it's just a little bit easier. But uh, we'll be back in the studio soon. So How stay do we tuned. do this? Hour and 26. I know. Yet again. I know. I think when we're together, we talk, we have deeper conversations. We did have deeper conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I think with the, the Zoom, it's not as, it's more distractions well not just distractions but i think there's doorbells just, no it's just i think it's just 
There hasn't been a lot to talk about. No, I not in-depth stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting to get into the meat of the situation. Yeah. Here. But I like this. Well, laser focus. Yeah. Laser focus, yeah. Mark. And it's good stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good, good stuff, yes, as yeah. the kids would say. But yeah, so stay tuned. We'll be back next week. I uh, don't know what we'll be talking about, but I'm sure it'll be something interesting. Yes. So stay tuned for that. And uh, hopefully uh, you're listening to our Dungeonetic shows that Bobby's putting out. Those are on Facebook and everywhere else. Podbean. Or Podbean. Podbean. Yeah, yeah. And all that and more. So as always, be safe, be well, be kind. And rewind. Bye, everybody.